on the win. Uh, we'll see if we can get a hold of Leo Haggard here in a quick second. Again, the Bucks have had their press conference with Bruce Arians, who decided to step down, retire, and he's moving into the front office in that role. And Todd Bowles is the head coach now for the Bucks, Defensive coordinator being elevated, just like Dennis Allen being elevated and promoted. Uh, they're going to have uh, co-defensive coordinators as well. Which will be interesting to see how they will go about their defense and, and anything of that nature. So we will see how all that takes place with Tampa. So Saints fans, I want to hear from you. Does that change your mind at all about the NFC South? Nationally, everybody seems to think that it's um, maybe something that might benefit the Bucks. Apparently there was a power struggle. Some people believe there might have been a power struggle between Brady and Arians, things of that nature. So, I don't know. Um, here's Peter King from early this morning on what he found out when he reported it. From Arians' standpoint, he always wanted to leave this team to the guys who he who had coached with him for a long time or who he knew for a long time. Todd Bowles, uh, going back to the days in Arizona before Todd Bowles got the Jets job, Bruce Arians loves Todd Bowles, loves him. And he wanted to make sure that if he left this team, that he was going to be able to give it to a coach who he knew and respected. And he was going to be able to do it while the 31 coaches and staff people he had were taken care of. So that's one aspect of it. Uh, also, Diana Rossini had this to say about it. I spoke with Coach uh, late last night about his decision and – you know, he, he seems really good with it and he wanted, he wanted to do this on his own terms and th- this seemed like the best way to go about it. And, you know, I, I, I asked him pretty much straight up, you know, why now? You know, and ownership and, and, and coach, they, they have a great relationship and the thought of perhaps Tom Brady retiring and then having their head coach retire. Would have been a lot for that organization all at once, right? Their star quarterback and their head coach gone. Um, and I think for him, he just felt like the time was right. Uh, another aspect of it, Mike Tannenbaum brings up the fact, too, is um, Todd Bowles being hired by the Bucks. If I'm the Buccaneers, I think I've improved my chances of keeping Tom Brady in the future. I've worked for Coach Belichick. I've worked with Coach Bowles. Todd Bowles is his own man, but he's much more similar to Bill Belichick and his style than what Bruce Arians was. And I think watching the situation there, Tom Brady's going to be more comfortable in that environment. So if I'm the Buccaneers, I actually think this is a tremendous positive. And the other thing, guys, when you think about Pierre Paul and Dominican Sue, we talk about the aura of association and how offensive players are going to want to play for Tom Brady. Likewise, those defensive players, those free agents, if they don't get what they want on the market – Playing for Todd Bowles is going to be a massive positive. So I think this is a big, big win for Tampa, not just short-term, but long-term. be interesting to see if that is the case here as well, if he gets free agents to cut a couple. The timing thing is something that a lot of people are bringing up. I mean, you're essentially in, in a not-so-exciting period, and I say exciting, where the bigger names, the bigger – I guess players that can develop, um, you know, or, or change teams 
based off of free agent acquisition and signings, it's kind of not, you know, it's passed a little bit. So a lot of people are wondering about the timing of, um, of all of this as to why it took place. Um, Tom Krasinski of WDAE in Tampa Bay spoke about the timing aspect of this again while they're saying that Brady was let in on the situ- on the decision today after he decided to come back that this had been in the works for a while others say you know Todd was told that he was going to be the head coach on Monday which again that it's weeks after free agency started it's just it's odd, which leads a lot of people to believe that maybe this was a Tom Brady-led thing. Bruce Arians said today that he didn't even know what his title is for the front office role that he's going into and leaving coaching for. Allie, you know, it was funny. The other morning on our show, I was talking about what would happen when Bruce Arians would retire, and I just threw out there that Mike Tomlin would be like a pipe dream type of scenario in order to replace him. And then guess what? A day later, Bruce decides to step aside with Todd Bowles taking over, and I had to think, that this was the plan all along. Now, the timing of this plan and how the Buccaneers executed it leaves some question out there. And obviously with Brady you know, retiring and then coming back for a couple of weeks after that, actually 40 days after that, I think that certainly played a part in the decision. But I wasn't shocked, but I was surprised, especially at the timing of it. All right, so there you have it. Uh, I do have some breaking news for you, though. And I guess I, I shouldn't be too surprised by this. I told you it was coming. You know, I'm going to skip to the best part. There we go. That's right. Shams Sharania. Making it official. As official can be. Ladies and gentlemen. Lakers star Anthony Davis plans to return Friday versus the Pelicans barring setback. Sources tell the Athletic in that stadium. Davis has been sidelined since February 14th. To a midfoot sprain. Big Lakers Pelicans game with play in ramifications per Shams. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. LeBron's resting tonight against Utah. They don't need that game. It's all about the Pelicans tomorrow. <laughs> this is this is funny. This really honestly is. It is. Seriously. Like I'm just happy that they're in the situation. Be nice. Starting what? One in twelve, whatever it was, no Zion. I mean, and the Lakers have to bring out the big guns. There it is, baby. Yes. What is it? Bitcoin or Tom something? I don't know. Some fake money arena name. <laughs> I still want to call it Staples all the time, right? There it is. There it is. Uh, yeah. So tomorrow should be fun. We'll, we'll focus on that. Uh, Jake Madison's going to join us. Maybe we can wrangle the graph. I don't know. He He's out in L.A. You know, it works in L.A., man. It's, no worries. No worries out in L.A. Except that the Lakers. Poor Brian Windhorser. They're talking about it right now. He he looks concerned, but almost maybe elated that AD's going to be playing tomorrow. So there you go. Um, What if they actually go? They're bringing AD back. You know LeBron's going to play tomorrow. What if the Pelicans actually beat him like that? Because, again, look, I, this is a better team with Anthony Davis. I mean, come on. They are a much better team. A- AD went healthy and LeBron went healthy, or just being LeBron the way he is right now with, with knee soreness. I mean, they can play, okay? They can play, and they're good. As much as I as I love to bag on them and, and hate to admit it, 
They are good. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow, though, right? Man, if the Pels could get that. I, that might be one of the most. Will that be the winner of the season for you? Or will it be like, you know, get, getting to the play-in? Get, it will be great. You, you know how much attention that game's getting tomorrow? Especially now that AD looking like he's going to come in and play. 800-998-1003. Jay, thanks for giving us a call on the sports hangover. What you got? Hey, um, I've been meaning to call. It's mm-hmm. about Taysom Hill. Okay. And I just don't get it. The uh, the guy is 7-2 and two as a starter. Um, They've had God knows how many other quarterbacks in the league that have been drafted much higher than him that have been given an opportunity that haven't won seven games in the league. And, you know, I'm pretty knowledgeable about football and I've watched it a long time, and he's played well when he's played for the Saints. And I just I, I, I don't get the hate for the man. I don't I don't know if it's hate. I would say that. I, I, I think it's a realization of this, Jay. And and I wouldn't even say it's that you don't have belief in, in his abilities or you don't have belief that he can eventually do this or can do that. I think when you look at the landscape of the NFL – Right, do it with me here, Jay. Right, and you look especially. Let's just say the AFC, which I mean, that's like a modern day arms race over there, isn't it? Um, right. When you watch, whether it's Burrow or Herbert or Allen or Mahomes or Lamar or Russell Wilson now over there, let's go to the NFC. You throw in Rodgers. I'm probably forgetting some top quarterbacks here. I'll even throw in Dak. Like when when you look at those guys. Right. There is a substantial gap to where they are and where Taysom Hill is. And what I mean by that is the the, the first and foremost thing is reading recognition, being able to do your, 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 your reads and understand where to go with the ball. Can he eventually do that? I'm with Breeze with what he said last year at the Zurich. You have to start from scratch, build the offense around him and then live with it for a year or two. And, he, and he's also 32 years old, but you, you, you're making a good point. Yeah. So the Saints don't have an elite quarterback on their roster. And I'm, I'm not going to call Jameis Winston an elite quarterback because mm-hmm. God knows we've seen him for so many years at Tampa Bay. You know, he, he played well enough to win. Teddy Bridgewater played well enough to win in the Saints' offense. Yeah, but I, I would Jason say this, Jay, Jay. I would say this, well though. I, I would win. say this, though. You, yeah. you also have to look at it at skills, right? Like, I can say player A scored six points on a basketball court and player B scored six points, but if they do it differently, um, they're different players, right? What if one guy can do it by going to the line, gets free throws, and gets his six points that way or does a layup? The other guy is dunking and shooting threes, and it's more athletic. They're not the same player. They got the same points. I, I understand and I agree with you. Look, he played well enough to win with, with Teddy, which is why I kept saying Teddy's not – an option for me because you need a guy that can have a skill set that can compete with you on certain levels. I I understand Jameis's record is Jameis's record. I understand Jameis being moved on from right. is being moved on from. The man still threw for five thousand yards in his career in one season. He did. The man did throw thirty TDs. I understand he threw thirty picks, but how your right. offense is. The fact he went through three or four offensive coordinators. The fact that he went through three head coaches. 
it matters. Like, there's no way you can't say it doesn't. We're, we're seeing it right here in New Orleans. The difference between the head coaches with the Pelicans and how they've been, and they finally found the guy. They finally found an identity. The, the Bucks have were a disaster with Dirk Cutter. They've been a disaster with some of the other coaches they had. So I'm not ready to call it a career on Jameis. I know this. The guy can throw the deep ball. He's mobile. He is smart enough to understand the defenses and stuff. And I think that gives me hope that he can compete at a certain level with your team. He only had, look, he he really only had one bad game with the Saints last year. I I don't hate Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. No, I I hear what you're saying. It it, it, it makes me upset that Taysom, you know, he's he's the type of guy, he's like uh, Chauncey, you know, He's, he's a guy who brings all his heart into it. They do it differently. And the guy played with almost a broken, uh, extended finger against the Cowboys, and people were complaining about the interceptions that he threw. Sean should have pulled him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of this, you know, when he was in Green Bay, the fans loved him in Green Bay. They didn't use him, Green Bay. They didn't use him like Sean did. Right. So the way Sean used the guy, now, it probably helped out his bank account. But as far as being a quarterback, it really hurt it because it, stig- it put a stigma on him. It's kind of like the way they used to talk about white and black quarterbacks. As much BS as that was, mm-hmm. there's a stigma on Taysom. Oh, he's not a quarterback. Well, he's he's 7-2. and two. I would have loved to see the Saints make the playoffs last year well, with a almost healthy Taysom Hill. I think this, because look, it's so hard to really judge whether it was Taysom or either um, Jameis last year from this aspect of it, Jay. Your offensive line was just beat the you-know-what. You didn't, I mean, no, you literally finished the season without your starting tackles, for crying out loud. Um, and the, and the, your receiving no core was, no, I mean, I, 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 I'm telling you, look, Brady didn't make the, you know what I mean? When, when you don't have players... It hurts, especially at that position, you know, and it just, it's, which is why I'm not in panic mode, Jay, going into this year and the moves. I like oh. what I hear with Dennis Allen about the patience thing. I need to figure out what I have, figure out what I got, what I can build on. Is Jameis my quarterback? The, the, the way the contract is structured, I can draft one this year. I can draft one next year. I can move on. Um, I, who is my left tackle? Is it Hurst or am I going somewhere else? Where is my, my receiving core. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping Michael Thomas comes back at his form. Guy hadn't played in three years, really, essentially, at that level that he was elite. Um, I don't know who my starting safeties are. If this is going to sort of be the way they were. So there's a lot of question marks. I have hope for it, but until I start seeing what the, the sort of the maturation in, in, in sort of, of this team, then I can kind of start getting behind a lot of those different things. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. And look, I, I, as far as panic mode with the Saints, I've been yeah. a fan for 44 years. And, uh, you know, I watched John Forcade quarterback the Saints team. And, you know, Taysom Hill's a lot better than John Forcade. And, and it's, you know, it's, it, it's just a shame the guy's not going to get a shot. He's going to be a hell of a tight end because he's going to bring everything to it. But I, I just... I, I wish people would stick up for the guy. I uh, I don't get it. Look, I, I'll say this: uh, I, I think a lot of people a lot of people respect him. I think a lot of people think that he can do a lot of different things on the football field. I just I, at at this point in time, 
with the league the way it is yeah. with its quarterbacks, it just I think it would take a ton of time, growth process to do it, and I don't even know if he would get there to be honest with you. Right. You know. Hopefully he'll get a shot. Yeah, you know. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll, look, Jay, I'll say this: I can't think of another organization that really went out of its way to try to give him that opportunity. You know, so you're right. We'll see. You're right. Thanks, Jay. All right, you have a good day. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Quick break. We come back. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. We'll continue to take your phone calls. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. My heart came alive. Jimmy Boy, come along. It's time to see the world. It's time to kiss the girl. It's time to cross the wild meridian. Your new Ford dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to 5 quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. Parents, do you want your child's shoes to fit perfectly? Then you need to get your kids Skechers Stretch Fit Shoes because Skechers Stretch Fit Shoes easily slip on and fit almost like a sock. And not only do they fit like a dream, they perform like one too. Skechers Stretch Fit keeps your child's feet comfortable all day long with Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam. Plus, you'll love just how durable they are. And if they get dirty, just pop them in the washing machine. Skechers Stretch Fit Shoes. Find them at a Skechers store near you, Skechers.com, or wherever kids' shoes are sold. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light. And give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. More details at AutoZone.com. 
you want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Shame on us. We talk about the greatest coaches in all sports. Every time we have these type of conversations, Gino Ariema's name is not mentioned. 14 straight Final Fours. Six perfect seasons and won 11 national championships. The dominance is John Wooden-like. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. 800-998-1003 as we uh, try to get Leo Haggerty on the phone here. As today, Bruce Arians had the press conference with Todd Bowles uh, stepping up to be the head coach, getting promoted. Defensive coordinator going to have dual uh, defensive coordinators. Here as well, so it'll be very interesting to see that as the Saints are doing the same thing with co-defensive coordinators. So we will see how that all goes. But Leo attended the press conference, and we'll get with him here in a quick sec. Leo, what's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, another day in paradise down here, Gus. Uh, we're getting the weather that you got the other day. It's just not as bad. Um, How surprised are you about this? Very. Uh, I didn't see it coming. Uh, and there's so many different scenarios that are being played out. Is it a health issue? Did Brady make a power play? Uh, we don't know. And, and we'll really never know with this. But uh, I'm not surprised in a sense that we knew that Bruce wasn't going to be here forever. And I think when Tom came back, and, and Tom Bowles has been with him for four decades now. You know, he coached him at Temple when he was a player at Arizona and everything. He brought him in here. And I I think it was just Bruce sat down and said, you know what, I'm leaving this thing in good hands. Maybe it's time to walk away. And the Bucks gave him a safety net. They said, okay, we'll make you a special consultant. So let's just kind of start there because I, there were a lot of different scenarios that are being thrown out there. And, and the Brady power struggle, the power move, was there issues? I mean, did it bother him to be coached the way that Bruce Arians coached him, like in terms that he coached him just like anyone else? Was it really that much of a thing? Was it about structure? Was it about maybe not being serious enough around practice? Which What else I heard? What what, what, what was the, I, I guess, the, the genesis of all of this power issue? You know what, Gus, I think it was just your your, your normal coach-player, you know, relationship that, that, you know, Tom wanted to do this, and Bruce said, no, we don't want to do that. And I'm going to go back two years to the Chicago game when he forgot about the downs, and, you know, Bruce said our quarterback has to play better. I don't think Tom was used to that. 
you know, having the coach basically call him out when he screwed up. But uh, I, I, I don't think it was a major rift. Now, again, uh, Arians had the torn Achilles. That was a problem in terms of his mobility and that and coming in. And uh, one thing about Bruce Arians, he delegated. And he delegated to Todd Bowles. He delegated to Byron Leftwich. Okay, you know, do what you want to do. But uh, in the end, there were some things he would redline. And, you know, that may have upset Tom a little bit. I don't think as, as much as, okay, I, I'm going to quit. And, and the only way I'll come back is if uh, we change regimes. Leo, a lot of people think nationally as well that this may be not a bad thing for the Bucks, if anything, a good thing. And especially with Arians today saying at the press conference that he wanted to make sure that Todd was given a good situation for him to succeed. He's been very, um, like one of the leading coaches in the NFL in, in diversity, right? Not, not only with all those different assistants being monitors, but females as well and everything. It was important that Todd Bowles didn't just get this team and then fail, but to succeed at least in his mind. Oh, I think. Gus, I think you're 100% onto that, that he thinks, and again, I, I can't speak for Bruce Arians, but I think his thought process was, hey, I want to leave this thing where this guy's got a chance. I don't want to walk away and the cupboard be bare like we've seen in so many different other places that, you know, coaches have walked away because, hey, there was nothing left. Uh, there's a lot of tread left on the tire in Tampa Bay. And uh, Todd's got a, a chance. Uh, he's got a staff here that works together that he knows. And uh, he, he's he, he's in a situation where he can win. And, again, the, the, the Glazers go way back. They hired Tony Dungy, an African-American. So this wasn't uh, – they hired Raheem Morris, an African-American. This is not something out of the ordinary – for the Glazer family to look to the best person, no matter what color or, or, or what race or what ethnicity. When you look at, obviously, this NFC South, it's crazy. Speaking with Leo Haggerty, um, Matt Rule is your longest tenured head coach in the NFC South. And that's amazing to start with, isn't it, Gus? Because <laughs> I don't know if he's going to make it the season, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, I – Again, anytime you change coaches, I don't care who it is coming in, but you got to go back to the, the people that are stable. And again, as funny as this sounds, you know, Atlanta gets rid of Matt Ryan. We have no idea what that dumpster fire up in Carolina is. The Saints are looking pretty good. <laughs> you know, they got their guy back in Jameis Winston. They did the same thing the Bucks did. They promoted from within. So it's not a regime change. It's just a, a, a trans. As I like to say, it, it's it's not a regime change. It's a transition of power from one place to the other. So, and again, all the players know it. Uh, I was amazed with all the players that were at the press conference today. Right. So uh, that that was amazing. But uh, again, Gus, never a dull moment in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. That is true. Let me ask you this um, about. Really, when you look at the, the structure, just like the Saints, they're going to go with the Bucks are going to go with co-defensive coordinators. Yeah, I, 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 Gus, I, I'm kind of like the same thought with 
You know, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. Because my question is going to be eventually, not now, but, you know, it, it's third and seven. Are they going to play rock, paper, scissors to who makes the call? I, I, I'm just – somebody's got to and, – and, again, I think come August, and I think the Saints are going to do the same thing, that come August, going in the end of August, somebody's going to be delegated the game decision. Now, because I think what the Saints are doing – Mm-hmm. And what the Bucks are doing is Dennis Allen and Todd Bowles are going to call the defense. They got co-defensive coordinators because when he has to step away to do other things, okay, the passing, the secondary can be covered, the linebackers can be covered in the defensive line. I, I think the two head coaches are playing. And Todd Bowles said that today. I'm planning on calling the defense. Okay. So I, I think that's going to be the same thing in, in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, like New Orleans. Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. It'll, it'll be interesting to sort of see where we, we go here. Hey, one final thing for you, Leo, because you covered him so well. Okay, we'll get to you right after this. No break until 245. But, Leo, I find like – I almost feel like I find myself defending Jameis Winston. And, look, I, it's hard for me to say anything based off of the seven games that he played. They were five and two. The offensive line was a disaster. He lost your starting center in the opening drive against Tampa – but I saw in moments the deep ball. I saw that he can read defenses and make the right reads at times. His mobility in games where I think he would just go ahead and play. He'd scramble for first downs. Those are traits and things that you either have or you don't. But as I explained to previous caller before you, Leo, go over again the amount of offense coordinators and head coaches he went through in Tampa. Because I keep bringing up the fact that guy, hate him or not, the guy threw for five thousand yards. You still got to do it. You still got to throw thirty TDs. You, you, like not having all that continuity with coaching and players and and the structure and cutter that you know that team was fighting on the sidelines. Like I, I don't know if it's fair to say that this guy can't be an elite quarterback. Maybe I'll just ask you that: Can he be an elite quarterback? Gus, I'm going to come out on your show right now and say yeah, he can. He showed flashes of brilliance here, and there were times that the receivers didn't help him out, to be perfectly honest. They ran bad routes. They didn't go up and fight for the football and high-point it. Uh, yeah, I, I would say a third of his interceptions were not on him. If you can get this guy, he's going to throw for between four and 5,000 yards. Trust me, he can do that. The guy's got, he's got a gun. He's very accurate with the deep ball. If you can protect him and not let him or have to have him throw it 40 to 45 times, you're going to win a lot of football games. Again, if you got a running game, he, he really likes to go to tight ends in that short intermediate range. And again, I, I think you got a diamond in the rough that the reason the Bucks got away from him is <laughs> we had, had a chance to go to a different guy and that guy was a little bit better okay. but he, yeah, he has a chance to be that elite guy alright man I'll give you a buzz tomorrow and get your final four predictions I'll give, I'll give you an overnight to think about it alright yeah I'll need to, I'll need some sleep on that one for sure <laughs> but hey uh, Texas A&M tonight wins the NIT I'll go right out there and say it okay sounds good to me man thank you for the phone call man appreciate it No problem, Gus. You have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. For sure.
Cajun Goat, thanks for holding on. Uh, while we got uh, the latest there from Leo, what you have for us today, bud? Yeah, I, I, Gus, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just going to start off with the Saints. I'll end with the Pelicans. But okay. I, I agree with you, Gus. I really, I really think Jameis can be a great quarterback. Um, and the guy that called about Taysom, I don't think anybody's given up on Taysom. Let's be honest, Taysom wouldn't be getting a chance like this with any other team. And if you follow the Saints, it, it kind of gives you a little history on a Guido Merkins. Guido Merkins was a quarterback that ended up being a wide receiver and a decent wide receiver for the Saints at one time when we were horrible. But anyway, off of that subject, I'm with you, Gus, on the Pelicans. What happens if the Pelicans go into Los Angeles oh. with LeBron and oh. AD and win? Dude, I am going to be glued to that TV. My team better show up because I think if they play the defense, they played first time they went to Los Angeles, I think they do it. I think they beat them, and I think they beat them by double digits. Uh, but I got to see that effort. And I want to say something about the game last night, Gus. You know, that's usually a game in the last few years that the Pelicans would lose. 100%. Coming off of a great high. Yeah. Coming off a good win. And that's a game they would usually lose. I'm going to tell you a guy that we're not giving much props to today that actually helped with that was Larry Nance. I thought, I mean, he it's not always in the numbers, but Larry Nance kind of gave that game uh, some stability and some comeback power to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively rebounding shots, uh, creating shots uh, off of picks. Uh, so I thought Larry Nance brings something special to this team that I haven't seen yet. But I saw it last night, and uh, I hope the progression with him keeps going. Right. But, uh, Gus, uh, I just feel – and all I want to see is this, Gus. I want to see Jose Alvarado <laughs> – you know how AD likes to bring the ball up the court. Oh, you want to see a steal? You want to see a steal from the corner? Yeah, I want to see the steal, Gus. Oh man, <laughs> let me tell you something. They, it, it, I, I just want to rejoice in this, and I think you can too, because you've called for a while, sir, on the Pels, and sat through the coaching changes and everything else. You've done all of that, and so I, I'm sure you can enjoy this, but can you just enjoy the fact that literally the Lakers are, are, are making a game against the Pelicans? Like, the be-all game of importance and things of that nature. I I, I, I totally enjoy it, Gus. I even win or lose, but I want to win. But win or lose, I'm just enjoying the moment. Uh, I'm enjoying that the team is getting better. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying that we're getting better off the Lakers' picks, <laughs> like, and we may get more of their picks. Yeah. So I'm enjoying the heck out of that, man. And, dude, and, look, uh, they're questionable today, Davis and LeBron, and they're in Utah. And this is a game that Utah has got to have. They are two and a half above Minnesota. So they, they got a little lead here with six games to go, but they don't want to be in the play-in situation. So... I'm Utah. I'm like, no AD, no LeBron. This needs to be a win, right? And if they're exactly. not playing AD and LeBron, then what does that tell you from the lake? I mean, they're essentially saying that, yeah, tomorrow is like, I told you, Brian Windhorst today looked despondent. He was like, they may be out of it by Monday. Like, think about that. That's crazy. That's right. That's right. And if the Pelicans beat them, do they shut those two guys down for the rest of the season? That's, that's going to be that's so, gonna be something to see too. They play Utah today. Tomorrow's the Pelicans. Sunday they host Denver. Tuesday they're at Phoenix. Thursday they're at Golden State. 
Friday, OKC, and then they end the season Sunday, April 10th at Denver. That's the remaining schedule for the Lakers. If, again, likely not winning today without those two guys. I mean, they may, not saying they're not, but if they don't, man, I mean, they essentially have to win out of the final six, four. Have you seen that? Yeah. I mean, be able and, to do and, that. And, and I know, and you know what? Yeah. I don't. Go ahead. I don't see Phoenix letting them win after all the trash AD talked about if I was there. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I watched Phoenix play yesterday, man. That is a team that is locked in. Locked in. I mean, SVP had him on after the game. So the game was on ESPN. And he's like, hey, I mean, what about wrestling? He's like, I've missed 15 games. I, I, I'm I, out of shape. Like Chris Paul saying that. He's like, we need to keep playing. Like, we got hoopers. I, I love what he said. We got Hoopers. And it goes back to this phone call. I don't know if you heard Cajun Goat Jack called the end of the hour. And he was talking about whether or not, you know, because so many people keep doing the whole Zion to New York thing and that's where he wants to be and all that. Can he even handle that? Or can he be that in that situation? And, you know, when you when you hear and you see where players are and the environment that we see with the Pelicans here, I... I don't know if you can be in a better situation as a young presumed superstar to be. Does that make sense? Because I I can't call him a superstar because he did not played enough. You know what I'm saying? Like he has the potential to be, but man, like coach matters to a guy at that age with that perhaps talent. The locker room matters perhaps. To a guy like that, let's can they be supportive? Let's, can it not be let's, jealous? Let's All those things. The Zion you know? won the lead. Yeah. Let's distinguish. Let, let's get a, a, a fire extinguisher and put that fire out about him wanting the lead. Number one, if he really wanted to leave, he wouldn't have made this trip. He would be in here in New Orleans with mm-hmm. Duke, his favorite place to go in the, in the summertime. He would be here with Coach K. He would be doing these things. If he did not want to be here, he could have did that. That would have brought out to put up red flags. Dude, everywhere. I didn't even think Number about two, that. I didn't he, even he think about that. He takes more pictures than your King Drew Brees <laughs> in his own neighborhood. <laughs> I see on Twitter more pictures of Zion walking his dogs in the shops, mm-hmm. going to shops, taking pictures with fans. For a guy that doesn't like being here, he sure rats the roads of New Orleans a lot. Well, and like so I said, I, I how just, much I of think that? It's a myth, and I got to take his word, Gus. Right. I got to take his word. Right. I, he says. I love being here. I got to say, you show it by even showing your actions by going to church here, by going to the, 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 the store down the street from your house, mm-hmm. by doing things in the community. You know, like, it doesn't have to be a fundraiser or this or that. He just does things around here. Goes to football games, goes to basketball games. If the guy hated being here, would you do all that, Gus, if you hated being in a place? Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I, and I think one of the things that's going to be interesting, once he – Gets on the court and, and, you know, is, is it the next two weeks, a week that you, you throw him in there and, and see what he can do? I mean, I'll tell you what, it provide a boost, I think, of energy, right? I mean, I'm like, I'm looking at the positives and negatives here. I mean, obviously the negative is can he re-injure himself? Well, if he's doing those dunks and he's doing stuff like that, and he's progressing, you know, run him out there to full five-on-five practice whenever you can. I mean, I'm looking at the dates. That's the problem. You're playing every other day, right? So tomorrow's the first 
of um, of April. The 3rd of April's the Clippers. The 5th of April's the Kings. The 7th of April's Portland. The 9th of April's Memphis. And then the 10th is Golden State. You don't have a practice day in there. So I, I don't know when you, you quote-unquote amp them up or ramp them up or get them to work out. I mean, you're going to have to do, I guess, what you did like in the past where – get there two hours before game time, and he's taking on Corey Brewer. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what, where, where you're going to throw him out there to see where he's at. I mean, I I guess your, your best hope, if that's even remotely a possibility, man, somehow, some way, yeah, you know, get I, I two think more he, wins I think he here. Can come back, Gus. Right. I, I mean, if you're sitting here worrying about injury, then that means he's just going to be an injury-prone guy. Right. Um, he can hurt himself on one-on-ones with Corey Brewer, as far as that goes especially with the way he was taking him off the dribble and all the stuff you've seen him doing. He can hurt himself doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing in the game, I know it's different. It's a little bit more time. It's a little bit more effort you're going to be putting into your, your conditioning and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, if he's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt. It means the surgery wasn't successful to begin with. Right. Uh, I don't know of a broken foot to take that long to heal, and I understand the weight. He lost the weight. He looks tremendous. And – so, I, I mean, if he comes back, I'd really like to see him come back and get into a uh, get into dealing with the new guys on the team, mm-hmm. uh, playing with these new guys on the team. You want to see it. Hey, we're not – it's not saying we're going to win a championship or anything, sure. you know, this year. But you want him to get some playing time with these guys and see what it feels like to play with these guys. I mean, sitting on a bench, I know, you know, hey, is, is one thing. But I think getting in there and actually – uh, doing it is totally different, you know. You could be more invested if you have a little time and feel like you're a part of it. Right now, when I watch him on the bench and everything, I think he feels a part of it, but I don't think he feels a real part of it because he's not a piece of it. Right. I, don't, I, I guess if you can understand what I'm saying, I don't, I don't think you can feel a piece of it until you get out there and get a piece of it, right? I think that's why he posted that video. You can't tell me he didn't know what he was doing, right? So, Right. I yeah, mean, I, that's I, I definitely think he wants the video, to play. and that's too. why I wonder, man, and that's why I look at it from everything else. How how much is people outside of him, people around him? You know, I I get leery, and I don't like it when I hear the word camp or his people or his representatives. Or you, you understand what I'm saying? I who are right. you? Like I want to hear from you, and you be you. Anyway, uh, Cajun Go, thank yep. you so much. Appreciate it, bud. All right, buddy. Boy, tomorrow should be ready. Get some good rest tonight. <laughs> Sam Sharinia reporting. Anthony Davis expected to play tomorrow night against the Lakers. LeBron and he questionable for tonight's game against Utah, so they're resting him again. Just like they did last time. Get him fresh for your New Orleans Pelicans. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. 
birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed el paso mexican grill and steakhouse highway one in raceland features fantastic authentic mexican food and steaks they have great lunch specials monday to fridays plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m with two for one margaritas and on fridays it's two for one margaritas from open to close plus live music on friday evenings el paso mexican food and steakhouse on highway one raceland Say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 3-10 to go. You're up 10. Stops have been hard to come by. Keon Johnson to the rack. Missed it. Rebound Jonas. There's a stop. Now, can you run the break? Ingram. Chess it. Deflected to McCollum. Right wing three. Buried it! (sighs) (laughs) Exhale. Slightly, partner. Yeah, not 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 a game exhale. Again, just to see the execution. That's that exhale. One thirteen, one hundred, two forty-five to go. You will take it, no doubt about it. Um, Pels getting that win. One seventeen, one hundred seven. CJ McCollum twenty-five points. Brandon Ingram, Jonas nineteen. Hayes had eighteen. Jones four steals in a block on the defensive end, and they came at uh, the right time when they needed them there as well. Speaking of the right time at the right place, Trey Murphy, only two threes in a game, 10 points, but it was the timing of those threes that mattered. And um, and Jose Alvarado, you look at four steals in that game. So Cajun Goat wants to see that tomorrow against the Lakers when Anthony Davis is expected to play, per shams. Uh, Shereni of the Athletic, they are, they are going to play them. They're resting LeBron, it looks like, again tonight. They're bringing up the big gun, A.D., they have spoken about it. They have made sure everyone knows that they are targeting that game tomorrow. As the, Just for a moment, as I said it with Cajun Go, just think about that for a minute. That's where the, that's where the, uh, that's where the Lakers are right now. <laughs> the, the, the team, the team where AD said that's all folks. Must must have well. Last week was a must win. Sunday, per Russell Westbrook. I, this is a season saving game. <laughs> just just crazy to think about it, right? 
nuts when you look at it. Brandon Ingram, on the point that I've been making, though, that these guys that are, again, Larry Nance, as Cajun Goat brought up, when you look at Trey Murphy's threes, when you look at Alvarado's not only steals, but I, I thought he had a key rebound in that game late. In that fourth quarter, it was a miss or is a ball was going out of bounds. He jumped and saved it. It turned into points. Just little plays like that, man, makes such a big difference to me that it determines whether or not you're going to win or not. I mean, it just honestly does. And again, you don't do that if not everybody's in on board. It just, it just isn't. Here's B.I. Yeah, they were the energy of our, of our team tonight. Um, we needed some juice, especially in that second quarter, that third quarter. Um, Portland was, uh, was battling back and they, they kept us in the game, um, through that third quarter and they were just really good. They were solid, um, on the defensive end, pushing the pace on the offensive end and we got some good shots. I think the other thing too, again, to a conversation we had earlier with Jack who called at the end of last hour about, you know, would, would New York be the right place for Zion? I'm not trying to convince him to stay here or be here or whatever, man. You, you know how this works. I, I'm surprised that that conversation, when it's brought up, isn't, well, what is it about for him? I mean, because all you hear, well, he, he desires to be in a bigger market. Again, we haven't heard this from him. This is just reporters speculating. This is national media saying, I know for, you know, screaming, hey, I've been told enough that that's what he wants. Okay, no one ever says, well, what's about, I, I thought it was about winning. Because the culture and environment and locker room that's being created here. It's conducive for a young player to be able to blossom. In other words, reality is this. The tension, the money, the when you win, it's all you. When you lose, it's not you. It's the cast. Do you have a good enough team? That That's already started with him. You better have a locker room and a coach that can handle that. And when you look at the Pelicans right now, you have guys dropping their their credit card to help some dude named Jose Alvarado get his family in, into the Knicks game, which probably in a cheap ticket. Paying for dinners, like Brandon Ingram says, I don't have to pay for dinner now that he got his contract. But legitimately happy for other people's success. That's not a normal thing. Look in your workplace. Look amongst your friends. Huh? Look at your wife sometimes when she's looking at Facebook. Oh, look at this one over here. Thinks she's all hot. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it is like jealousy or desire to achieve or uh, obtain what someone else has. I, that's like a human trait, unfortunately. That's not good. So when you look at this environment and the way guys are, you hear Brandon Ingram excited and happy that other guys step up and, and that other players do that. That, that's, that's a good thing. Brandon Ingram, this was his team before CJ McCullum comes in. I still think it's sort of like that. But to hear him talk about CJ McCollum getting that reaction and how happy he was about uh, it. I seen him about to cry a little bit. Um, that was, uh, no, that was beautiful, especially to get some love from the team that you got drafted from. Um, kind of a feel that I get in LA, but I never had an ovation like that. So I, he definitely did some things for the city, for the fans. Um, and they definitely loved the way he played and his character around Portland. So, um, it was good to see that. I just think that permeates and it builds. So now we will say goodbye. Matt Muscone and after further review come up now. I will go rest and get ready for tomorrow. It's Lakers and Pels, AD, LeBron, you name it. 
I can't wait. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.